Irving working on Thomas. Gets around him. Up under and in. Oh, what a move for Kyrie Irving. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome into the Up and Under podcast. I'm your host, Hani. Joined with me, as always, it's Zeeshan. What's good? All right, man. So, how's your week been? Good, man. It's good. Beer work to do. A lot of school and stuff, man. It's not. It's not pretty. Yeah, surprisingly, like I've been, I've been working and shit, but like I've had, I've, I've had some time off from school, so it's like okay, I get to chill for a little bit. So yeah, it's completely like, opposite for me. Holy I'm feeling pretty good right now. Uh, you not so much. Bro, I'm on like three hours of sleep a day for the past like two months, man. <laughs> oh I'm my god, bro, you gotta fix that shit though. I know. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, if you if you guys are ha- haven't already, check out last week's episode. We covered the. Gave our preview of the 2018 Western Conference. We broke it all down in great detail. It was a long ass episode. I'm not gonna lie, but if you want to hear like the most in depth uh, predictions and previews for the West, definitely check it out on all the all the platforms to find uh, podcasts. So definitely go check that out. But continuing on from that episode, like we promised, this week we're here previewing the 2018 Eastern Conference, and this is an interesting conference now, man. It's why no more open. LA, no more Braun. No yeah. more no more LeBron. Yeah. You know, the you know, the ghost of the Eastern Conference is now he's gone. The guy who's literally dominated this conference for the last has it been eight years? Eight. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just round it up to a decade. Is, but, well, I mean, he has dominated for like he's dominated for man. pretty much since he came in. Yeah, so LeBron has now left and that has changed the entire dynamic of the Eastern Conference. It's more wide open, wouldn't you say? It's more wide open. But people still sleep on the East. They're like, oh, the East is trash. Okay, for the most part, it's worse than the West. But the top three teams in the East, the top teams in the East are still pretty I would still say good. top five. Top five, it's very competitive. Then after that, it's like, okay, okay, we get it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Even the top teams in the East are still pretty damn good, to be honest. All right. Either way, speaking of top teams... We're going to start off with the number one seed, and I'm not going to lie, this one really hurts. I hate like, Boston. Like, I'm, I'm hurting. I, I, it's I it's, it's paining so me much. a lot to say this. And Sorry, Boston fans. Oh. Toronto fans hate you guys. Oh, my like, God. This hurts so actually, much. Actually, to be honest, like, a lot of sports fans hate you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Especially with, like, the whole, like, New England Patriots. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't even bring that shit. But either way, man, uh, it pains me to say this, but the number one seed, we're predicting it to be the Boston Celtics. Predicting them to have a record of 55 to 60 wins this season. And last season, man, they had a record of 55 and 27. Second in the East, because uh, shout out Raps. Uh, they were fourth overall in the NBA. Um, so some of the key offseason moves they made were, um, of course, they re-signed Marcus Smart uh, to a four-year 52 mil contract, which I was not happy about, man. I was Why? not happy. He can't shoot. Okay, but like, bro, you, know, you saw how football. much better you saw how much better they got when Marcus Smart came back last year. They went ten times better. Yeah, you're right. They, uh, they also, yeah, they also drafted Robert Williams with the 27th pick. That's the a man steal. who's already coming steal. late. Steal, that's a steal for them. And Jabari Bird, who's the 56th pick, but I don't even, is he even playing this season? Like, didn't get arrested for, like, choking out, like, his girl or something. I think he did, yes. It was something, something about that. There was, like, some, like, next stuff, bro. And, uh, their only key season loss, pretty much, was Greg Monroe to the Raptors, which, that's not even a loss. He barely played for them. Yeah. Um, of course, the biggest thing for the Celtics this year is that, uh, everyone's pretty much coming back. Kyrie Irving, Daniel Tice, uh, who was also a good piece for them before he went He's down. playing solid so far in the uh, preseason. And Gordon Hayward's also coming back. 
Um, they're all returning from their injuries to add on already to a good team that nearly won the Eastern Conference last year. So and that's crazy. Yeah, that's their crazy. team is actually really good, but m- the most credit should go to Brad Stevens. He's a, a top-five coach. Danny and Danny Ainge, he's top-five executive in the league right now. You know, we already know, just like we said for like for like the Spurs in the West, Brad Stevens is going to lead them to at least the top-two seed. He makes like the guys play hard for him. They, he's a good schematic coach. You know, he's just really good. It just sucks that he's he, happened. To the, he gets he to gets the most out of every single guy there. That's exactly, and he knows how to fit all of them perfectly. The only thing that's gonna be interesting is um, how Gordon Hayward fits back with them because I think that's the only like fit like the only like thing with them that's like a bit if you. I mean, right when now. you see him right now in preseason, like Gordon Hayward, you can tell he's a little bit rusty and and he he's, sense. his fit is kind of weird right now for him too because he's. He's with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. That's that's a bit of a logjam for him, especially since he's always been playing the small forward spot. Yeah. And now that's probably gonna be like him and Jason Tatum are gonna be splitting that pretty much. Speaking so. of Tatum and Brown, one of the other good things going for the Celtics is the young guys are gonna get better. I mean, Tatum and Brown. We saw what they did last year, Terry and even Rozier. Terry, even yeah. Terry Rozier. These guys are only gonna get better with another another year on, under their belt. And you know, and now they got stealing Robert Williams, and yeah, if he doesn't sp- sleep through games, he might be pretty decent. Yeah, though. and if he doesn't show up late to practices, yeah. like, bro, you're a rookie. How are you pulling this, this guy? Shit? Lost his wallet like five times already and stuff. Like, bro, how are you like? You're in the freaking you? NBA. <laughs> like, how? Jokes, man. Every I swear, on like no off season, every single week I saw a story about this guy losing something, sleeping through something. I like the something. only one I remember. He's he came late to practice. And I think he overslept for his like what is the interview. Or he's I like, don't know, press conference. Like, he literally moved beside the facility. Yeah, because he won't be late. <laughs> That's like, jokes. Oh, my God. But, yo, like, Danny, like another thing, Danny Ainge, he's going to continue to make the roster better. Uh, he's already done a great job. I mean, even though I'm not big with the Celtics, like, I don't really like him as much just because of fan territories. But Danny Ainge is still a good executive. He assembled a really good team. and He's going to make more good trades this year. Kyrie's trying to recruit AD to Boston too. Which Kyrie already committed to staying and resigning in Boston. Exactly, so. and now he's trying to recruit AD, man. Oh that's, if that's, that happened, oh I am God. literally going to... Like, Kawhi, please resign. Yeah, honestly. But yeah, man, the Celtics... The main things for me is that they kept their young core, which was already really good last season. Plus, with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward coming back, the team is going to be even better. Offensively, which would, would they were probably their biggest weakness. They were 18th in the NBA last season, and... They're just going to get better this year. And they already have a great defense. They were first in the NBA last season in defense. They're going to get even better, adding better players, role players. Their young guys are getting better. And the Celtics, the main reason why I'm putting them over the wraps right now is because they have the least amount of questions out of every other team. Because, you know, with the Raptors, we still have some questions. Sixers, we still have some questions. It's But the Celtics, we know what they're going to be. And, you know... Unfortunately, they're going to be the best team in the East. In my, in they were. They're already going to be better than last year. We know that with Kyrie coming back mainly. Um, they're probably the favorite, arguably, to rep the Eastern Conference in the finals, which is sad to say. Um, yeah, so they're already good with Brad Stevens without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Now with Kyrie and Hayward coming back, they're going to be amazing. Tatum Brown developing. Um, they're going to be top 10, of course, on both ends. Even... It, like, they could literally be top five team on both ends. And we know the history with top five teams. They usually win the championship if they're top five in both 
except the raps except except if you're the raps then you're not gonna win the championship yeah but uh, they were top five in both last year i know i know oh well okay anyways this is the golden state's gonna win anyways yeah so um it's gonna be yeah as i said before it's the only thing it's gonna be interesting to see how uh, Brad Stevens is gonna manage the rotation with all the whole logjam at the wings and the that's guards. gonna be like I don't know how unless like some guys are gonna play center yeah like that's the only and way that's the thing they've been that. trying to play Gordon Hayward at like power forward and stuff and he's looked a bit like he's not weak. big enough to do it like that's the thing he has the height he's just not like you know strong yeah. enough to play and power forward. I, I don't know if he wants to play power forward right out of the gate after no. like breaking his leg completely too no one does yeah um so yeah they'll be like very very good barring any injuries which has been the main detriment to Kyrie Irving's career so if Kyrie can remain healthy this year um they should be second or they should be a top first. 2 yeah, at they least they should be top 2 in the league but speaking of the 2 seed we are saying no doubt Toronto Raptors taking the number 2 seed we're putting them on about the same record as the Celtics between 55 to 60 wins I mean, last season we already know they won fifty nine wins and twenty three losses. They were uh, first in record the, record for them too. Yep, franchise new franchise record. First in the Eastern Conference, second in the NBA. They they were above Golden State. Um. So yeah, some of the moves they made, of course, they traded for Kawhi and Danny Green, which are huge upgrades. Um. They also resigned Fred Van Vliet. Big uh big part of their offseason, they resigned. Fred, it was a Fred very Van affordable Vliet. deal too. Two yeah. years, eighteen million. Six men. Um, and then they also signed Greg Monroe to fill up the uh, spot that Jakob Pertl left, which is uh, it's, it's the best center. You call it pro- to be honest uh, with you, the thing with Greg Monroe is that we don't even know how much he's going to play, considering if we were already looking in preseason. Ibaka's probably going to play exactly. a lot of center, and we might move JV to... Nick Nurse is already, like, he's already spreading things around, spreading things from JV and Ibaka. So we might see, we might we don't be seeing JV um, on the bench this year. One of them is coming off the bench. That's Probably, I, I would say I think the with the way it's going, Ibaka is going to be starting. JV is going to come off the bench, which has been if you've seen JV in the playoffs, his best role has been coming off the bench and dominating games offensively. Even in preseason right now, JV's been looking great. Yeah, and I know it's preseason, but he looks great. He looks in the best shape yeah. of his career. He's um, hit- yeah. So pretty much, and key offseason losses, they lost uh, Demar Derozan. Obviously, they traded him to the Spurs. It's sad. Uh, but- Pretty much a 20-point score going, but you replace that with Kawhi. Um, they also lost Jakob Perto, which I... If we could have not done that, I would have... I would have... I, I didn't really want to see Jakob Perto go, considering he's our only uh, true center that could block shots. Look, here's my thing. It's either it's going to be... If I had to choose between keeping Ibaka or Perto, I probably would have kept Perto just because of the upside. That yeah. just would have been me. But, but nobody wants... Antonio didn't want Ibaka, okay? Nobody does. Yeah. And then, so we lost Jakob Pirtle, which was kind of a hit to us and our defense. And uh, Lucas Nogueira, unfortunately. I don't know, man. I thought this guy would get a shot in the NBA. I really did. Because like, the thing is with Lucas is that he's still a solid player. Like, maybe he can't do a lot, but in, like, 10 minutes. Like, he can play the JaVale McGee role. Yeah, like, exactly. Just catch lobs, you know. Block just con- shots. Contest- and he's a really good passer. Very yeah, underrated. he's a very good passer. Um, yeah, so I don't know how he's unsigned. He went somewhere in, like, Europe, Europe or something he's like that. He's playing in Europe. Um, and we also waved Malcolm Miller. But he dyed his, uh, his beard. I know, beard I know, I know. Why? Yeah. Um, we also waved Malcolm Miller, who, if you remember him, like, played pretty decent a few games last year. He could hit Started three, a couple of games, But, too. like, he got injured and stuff, so I don't know. That, that's not really a big deal. We have too many G League guys. Yeah. So, um, 
pretty much the story of last season, we already know. Uh, they had a good season last year, but couldn't finish it out. Which, um, right when they started losing, like, a few games, I pretty much predicted, I told you that they, would, they wouldn't make it far in the playoffs. I'm sorry that I didn't believe your negativity. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I like to be a realist. Okay? okay, real or not, but... Yeah, so yeah. they couldn't finish the job, so, of course, they made significant changes this offseason. Uh, they promoted Nick Nurse to head coach, which... Remains to see how well he's going to do. So but far, we have so confidence. good. Yeah. So far, so good in preseason. Because like, I've been actually like watching some yeah, of the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a benefit of having a TV at yeah. your work. <laughs> yeah, but no. Some of the stuff, I like what they're doing. Especially implementing Kawhi. They're doing some really good, interesting yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi, so far. like We haven't even talked about him. He's been enjoying his time in Toronto. Yeah. He looks good. He looks healthy. That's a big thing. And Danny Green. He just had a big game. His last preseason yep, game. Yep. 22 points. So... So we've pretty much put uh, Raptors have pretty much now put themselves in prime position to compete for a championship. Of course, they're not going to win with Golden State, but the point is to get to the finals at least uh, with Kawhi Leonard as their number one option, um, who will fit better in the modern NBA than Demar Derozan did. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much their goal for this season: just get to the finals. Yeah, uh, I mean, for the Raptors, if you want to hear more of our thoughts, definitely check out like. Check out the first episode where we we broke down the entire trade and what we thought was going to happen. We went more in depth, but obviously, like, we're Raps fans. We're going to be paying close attention to the season, and uh, we're expecting big things. Pretty much for Raptors, I think, this year, in terms of our expectations, pretty much finals Finals. are bust. Finals are bust. Because uh, I think it's been enough time It's already. high time man and At least especially, the Especially finals. with Kawhi Leonard's Last year on his contract We have to convince him to resign You know what I would even accept A good run in the conference finals nah, like, If we care. make it to the no, conference no, finals no, no Let's run. say game 7 No I don't care No no, I don't care about No game 7 conference finals I want finals I don't care I just It's want been time say. already bro. It's been time it's been But time. like Like I'm not trying to see Well no. obviously I don't want to see Boston in the finals Because why Yeah no I, I would hate the finals I would hate both teams in the finals And Boston and Golden State Yeah man Alright, man. Speaking of number th- number three seed, it is the Philadelphia 76ers. We're I don't predict- think that's a surprise either. To be Not honest. really. We're predicting them to, from about 50 to 55 wins. Last season, surprised everyone. They had a record of 52 and 30, which was third in the East, just like this year. Um, They added Wilson Chandler, who they got in a trade. Um, That was a pretty decent move for them. He could still play a little bit of defense, still he's stretch a solid the player. floor. Um, the only problem with them is he's always injured. I think he he's already injured right now, isn't he? I don't, I don't think he's been playing or something. I don't watch the six. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he's already. They've gone been injured. in China too, so like I don't I don't even know. I no, I'm pretty sure this him. guy's already gotten injured. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Um, they traded. They also traded for Zaire Smith. Uh, it was the Mikhail Bridges trade, I think. It was. Yeah. Um, they also traded for Mike Muscala, who I think will fill up that Ersan Ilyasova void, um, where he left. So Mike Muscala, another uh, three point shooter to add beside Ben Simmons and uh, Embiid. And they also re-signed J.J. Redick to a one-year $12 million contract. So he's coming back. He's He played some big games for them last year. Yeah. Um, some of their losses, uh, they lost Marco Bellinelli, who I think was a pretty decent loss for them. Also, Ersan Yosova. Because um, this team needs shooters around Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Um, so they just lost two big parts. And that's of what made them so like, deadly after the trade deadline. After, yeah, exactly. When they got these two guys, because like their shooting and their playmaking just instantly went up with these yeah, two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and they also lost Rashawn Holmes. Was pretty. Uh, he was pretty decent. Like traded him to the Suns. Yeah. You know, it, it's it is what it is. I mean, the Sixers. They are the next up and coming team. Mm-hmm. That it's it's getting better every year. They're banging on internal improvements. I mean, Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Fultz has been looking pretty do- good. He looks, he's, good. He's, he's, he's looks I, good. Look, I've always been 
positive when it comes to faults. It was just his jump shot. Everything else about his game, I really liked. I watched his stuff in college. He was really good. But and now his jump shot seems pretty decent. So so now it looks like the Sixers got an even better acquisition because now you just got a number one pick back. Exactly. So, yeah, with Fultz, Simmons, and Embiid, like spearheading the new era, the Sixers are looking really good. You know, but it remains to be seen how, like, the GM changes affect them. I mean, Elton Brand is, is the new GM. After the whole Brian Colangelo trade, I mean, the whole Brian Colangelo, like, uh, Twitter up. drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know why. I don't accounts. know, like, bro. I don't know why You're his Brian wife Colang- would do that. I don't know why his wife would do that. Like, that's not. That's it's not Brian Colangelo. I mean, if anyone knows about who, what Brian Colangelo is capable of, it's Raps fans. Yeah. So, I mean, he drafted Barnyani. I mean, no, okay, but he's a pretty good GM. No, aside from that, aside from that, he's still a pretty good GM. So I still I mean, will never let him go for that Barnyani pick. Exactly. Never letting him go for that one. But yeah, so um. The key for this year is if Ben Simmons can learn to spread the floor more. Um, Joel Embiid's three-point shot took a hit last season. Um, if he can get that back up a bit, um, I think that will really unlock... He got that new shoe deal, so hopefully, you know, money's not a factor. Yeah, um, so that will really... Um, if they can figure their shots out, that will really unlock everything for them. They'll be very dangerous. Um, ben Simmons, I haven't seen him. I still haven't seen him take a shot yet, so I don't know about I that. I don't think but. he will. But, like, because now that Fultz is getting his jump shot and, like, JJ yeah. is there, like, they have shooters. So Ben technically doesn't need to shoot, but it would be useful for him to get a jump shot. I mean, for me, I feel like the Sixers, they're going to take another gradual step forward in their growth. I mean, their young core, Simmons and Bede and Fultz, they've all improved. They've gotten better, and they're going to be better this season. I also feel like with the roster that they have, Brett Brown will have a lot of options on the offensive end. They were 12th last season. You know, they have more options with spacing the floor, pick and rolls. So, and their defense will still be really good. They were fourth last season, which was surprising to me. So, as a defense, so they're going to be still pretty good. And they're going to be a very lethal team. But I still say they're a step, still a step behind Boston and uh, Toronto. But they exactly. have a bright future. Um, they're going to be a really, really good team this year. But, like, people need to, like, pump the brakes on them. Like, they need to, like, relax um, on this, like, whole hype train because, like, people... I don't know, man. Like, honestly, they people actually need to relax. They need, I think, another year to develop, At especially least. Ben Simmons and Marco Fultz, because I don't think you can expect them to become like next level uh, championship contenders when they're this young. Um, they're gonna be monsters though in the future. They oh yeah, they have really Dario good. Saric too. That's he's pretty oh, damn good too. How do we keep sleeping on this man? Yeah, he's pretty good too. He can uh, he can pass, he can shoot. Cool. Um, yeah, so. They're going to be a very good two-way team with MBH, Simmons, Covington as best defenders. Mark Elfold's a pretty decent defender, too. Um, a decent amount of shooters uh, beside them. Um, and, the, yeah, as I said before, they also brought in Mike Muscala and Wilson Chandler to add to act as a D- 3 and D options. Um, so, that, you know, that gives them more depth off the bench. So, yeah. All right, moving on to the four seed. And this is one of them I'm particularly excited for this team. It's the Indiana Pacers. We're predicting them from a record between anywhere between 47 to 53 wins. Last season they were 48 and 34, and they were fourth, sorry, fifth in the West in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and some of their key offseason acquisitions. I mean, they got Tyreek Evans on a one-year, 12 million dollar contract, which was a steal of a, of a contract considering the year Tyreek Evans yeah. had. Doug McDermott. Three years, twenty-two million. I thought that I felt like that. You you felt like that was a good contract. I felt that Look, was like that was a bit like too based much. on the market. Like it is slightly overpaying, but he's a shooter, 
And at the end of the day, $22 million is an easy contract of you, you to move. So, you know, it's not hard to move Doug McDermott. Clearly, everyone's been doing it. And then they got Kyle O'Quinn, who you really liked as a pickup. I also liked it, too. One year, $4.5 million. I don't know. Like, I thought you'd get paid more, to be honest. Yeah. I, That's a pretty cheap contract. Kyle O'Quinn's pretty damn good. Yeah. And then they drafted Aaron Holiday. So now we have four Holiday brothers in the league. So... Yeah. Um, so some of their losses, they lost Trevor Booker, who was a... Who um, they didn't really care much about. He's just an energy guy. He came to the Sixers, rebound. I think. I think the Sixers yeah. traded. Did they? Yeah, yeah, they traded him. I think, or they waved. I don't know. They either know. waved him, and then he signed with the. Pace. I can't I remember. I think he's in China now or something like that. I don't um, know. they lost Lance Stevenson, who they didn't want to resign. Yeah, uh, the, for whatever reason. I thought they would resign him. I, the Pacers yeah. GM made a very uh, took a took a shot at Lance. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah, he plays yeah. for for our team. I mean, it's like, true, but still, like the positive the, the positives for Indiana, I think. And resigning Lance, I thought it would outweigh the negatives, but uh, he's they, a didn't, fan they, favorite, didn't feel, but they didn't feel that way. Either way. And um, they also bought out Al Jefferson, which is probably the end of his career. Thank God. Somebody uh, bought him out. Yeah, that's probably the end of his career. He's um, smoking a hell of weed. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but, like, yeah, his career is pretty much killed by, like, the injuries, too. Yeah. And the Pacers, they're a very good team, led by Oladipo. And they're going to have an even better year this year. They, you know, not only is their chemistry going to be better, but they also got good pickups. Like Tyreek Evans is going to be a really good player and probably going to be in contention for six man of the year. Yeah, they're going to be a lot. They're going to be a good two-way team uh, with a lot of players who can switch and guard multiple positions. Uh, Victor Oladipo, Tyreek Evans, Aaron Holiday, all those guys. Miles Kyle, Turner. Yeah, Miles Turner. Kyle, Kyle Quinn. So. Yeah. So, um, I think... As well with a lot of other teams like this team, um, they're baking on internal improvement, uh, which is going to be a big factor for this team during the season if uh, they can get if Miles Turner can step up um, finally. Hopefully, oh. I don't know when this guy's going to do it. What's this guy in U five? I don't know, but I thought I thought this guy would jump last year, but yeah. but he looks better this year. He's he in looked, better shape. Yeah, so. he's been doing yoga and stuff, all that all that stuff. Um, Oladipo, can, yeah, if they, they're going to see if they can both become better players. Um, if Holiday can, you know, slide into rotation, be a good, at least defensive piece for them. That still got Corey play. Joseph, too. Corey Joseph, yeah, we completely forgot about it. Corey yeah. Joseph's still there, pretty decent uh, backup point guard and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so. I mean, for me, I really like the Pacers this year, mainly because they surprised the shit out of me last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did not expect the Pacers to be as good as they were and to push LeBron in the playoffs. Like, they gained my respect. They went to seven games with LeBron. We went to, like, four. Shut up. We're not bringing that shit up. That's Oladipo. sad, man. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so sad. Uh, either way, we're not thinking about that. LeBron's in the West now. Oladipo, I think he's going to be... He's only getting better as a player. And I think this year he's going to take another step. You know, he's he's been working out. He now knows how to take care of his body. And after working with guys like Dwayne Wade and stuff, he's, you know, he's learning how to take his game to that next level. So I'm really excited to see how he's going to grow. And now that he has someone like Tyreek Evans to share the load with, I think it's even going to make him play even better. And this team, they play extremely hard under Nate McMillan. And I feel like that's going to make them really scary because just like, like Miami, for instance, they're like a bunch of tryhards who always, like, play hard no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. But you know, Miami's... Dangerous, bro. They literally injure you, man. Like yeah, on, I hate, injured, I hate, I hate playing Miami, man. They always injure everyone. Else, I yeah. swear. It's because Pat Riley. Pat Riley just remember, like Pat Riley is New York. Did you see what he did to James Johnson? He took him from the Raptors, like he was a you know a big dude. I know. Out, like a jacked, like Pat Riley. Pat Riley's insane, man. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's insane. 
But yeah, I mean, just like the Heat, like this is gonna be a very dangerous team. You can't sleep on this team. So you know, when you play them, they're gonna play very hard, and I just feel like they're gonna be a solid team, just like last season. Yeah, they're gonna be a fun team to watch too. Um, in Indiana, um, they're one of the best transition teams as well with the uh, Oladipo on the break. Um, he's one of the fastest players now with Tyreek Evans being there as well. Um, another decently athletic guy. Um, yeah, so they're full of solid players up and down the team with no, they don't have an obvious weakness. Um, but the only problem with this team is that they have no superstars to compete with the top teams in the East, which all of them have. Um, and yeah, they're just banking on, I guess, improvement, uh, this year under Nate McMillan. Um, and yeah, Nate McMillan's gonna have his work cut out for him trying to make up for, uh, like without a true number one option, like Victor Oladipo is great and all, but he's not. A he transcendent. mainly surprised the surprised yeah. everyone. He's, he's a he's a good officer, but he's not like you know a superstar material. So without that, they're gonna have some uh, creative work to do with the coaching stuff. Yeah, moving on to the number five seed, we are saying it's the Milwaukee Bucks. About forty five to fifty wins. Last season, they had a record of 44-38. and 38. They were 7th in the Eastern Conference. They added Brooke Lopez this year on a one-year 3.3 mil contract. Eh. Dunked on Jabari in his first game in Milwaukee, too. Those jokes. Oh, yeah. Those jokes. He dunked on Jabari. Oh. Um, they also add, they, they brought back Ersan Ilyasova on a three-year 22 mil contract. Same contract that uh, Doug McDermott got, too. But I mean, Ersan Ilyasova, we know what he is at this point. So. Yep. Um, they also uh, drafted Dante DiVincenzo. So, pretty good pickup. From Villanova. Uh, yeah, he went crazy in NCAA. He was good. Yeah, he was pretty sick. And they also added uh, Pat Connaughton on a two-year 3.3 mil contract, which is... Eh, another, another shooter. Yeah, another shooter, some depth at the guard position. And their key offseason loss this season was Jabari Parker, who, in all honesty, because of his injuries and just his overall fit on the team, like he just didn't fit. Yeah. It wasn't working in Milwaukee, so he took his talent to Chicago. You know, good luck to him. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty much returning with like almost the exact same roster as last year. Um, the only difference is they added some bigger, some better bigs who can help spread the floor in Ursa and Ursa and Brook. I mean, I I guess it's not exact the same. It's not like the same roster as last year because they did upgrade. They got uh better. Look, the main acquisition for the Bucks this year, and the biggest thing that they're banking upon is the. The addition of uh, Mike Budenholzer as their coach. Yeah. So schematically, I feel like they're gonna improve a lot. A lot. Over just because Jason King. he's gonna instill Jason a system and culture around Giannis that helps structure this team better. And I think that's been the one of the key ingredients that was that's been missing for this Bucks team. Mm-hmm. They just haven't had any structure. They haven't had a culture and no system around yeah. Giannis. So I mean, the Bucks are mainly banking on Giannis to get even better and hopefully to MVP levels. And um, they're banking so. on, like, other guys, too. Like, Brooke Lopez, a pretty good addition, can stretch the floor as well. They're banking on big things with Chris Middleton. And, this yeah, man needs to Chris, Chris Middleton, no, he's been stepping up. What nah, are you saying? He's been Last stepping season up. was not a good year for he's him. He's been stepping up, man. He's Did you see the playoffs? This guy was beasting in the playoffs, yo. What are you seeing? Who was he playing in the playoffs? Boston. Boston. This guy was beasting in the playoffs. Huh? It's just, I think he has to be more assertive. Like, he's good, but the problem is, like, he plays... His role almost too much, like where he just sticks to his role. Like sometimes you gotta just come out of your role and just like, you know, dominate. He doesn't take himself to the next level, and I think that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like he doesn't. Yeah. He hasn't taken his game to the next level, especially being a second option to Giannis. Exactly. And um, if you've seen the preseason too, Mike Boonholzer 
is already implementing good system around Giannis, putting shooters around him, putting like four shooters around him. So if they can do the whole LeBron thing, um, surround Giannis with four shooters, that's gonna be a hard. Giannis is scared. That's gonna be a hard offense stop. He's really good. And plus, yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna be insane. Um, Don Maker too. Uh, I I don't know what was going on. Don Maker. They're banking on him to like maybe like, like play like, decent. Didn't he like punch a guy and like? In, in the I, you didn't see the fight. I did see the fight, but I'm like, yo, like, did, wasn't he like in the, in that fight? Yeah. Did you see it? I saw most of it. Yeah. Yeah, that fight was jokes, man. This guy was like, this guy looked like Slenderman trying to punch like people that are like three feet shorter than him and stuff. Fly <laughs> oh kick. This guy tried to kick somebody in the face. It was jokes. Oh my god. It was so jokes. <laughs> like, yo, those Aussie players, man, they're no joke, man. They they yeah. they're gonna scrap whenever. They, they want to scrap everyone. So, yeah, they're just banking on Giannis getting to MVP levels, which he pretty much already is. But, yeah, they're just trying to improve more this year, I guess. I mean, like, personally speaking, I feel like the Bucks are wasting away Giannis's prime. I mean, mainly because they're surrounding him with players that can't help him compete. Like, with LeBron and the Cavs, you can't have one player win all the games for you. It's supposed to be a team effort. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like the Bucks, they just really didn't get better as they have the exact same roster minus a few players, a few new players. Who would barely move the needle, in my opinion. The Bucks, they were 19th defensively, even though their team is built for defense, which is not a good mark, especially on being a playoff Jason team. Kidd, Jason Kidd does Jason Kidd and Joe Prunty, Yeah, so. that's really it. I mean, and plus, like, like we just mentioned, I want to see Chris Middleton step up more and be the second option this team needs. He's a good player, borderline all-star. He just needs to take that next and step. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. In the East now, I mean, nah, it's, that's still in the stretch. East that, now, no, that's still a stretch. Whatever, man. That's still I mean, a stretch. overall, the he box, can be, but like man. I don't know, that's that's a bit of stretch. Be, oh, man. I don't know. Whatever, man, it's the box. Overall, the box they got better because the other teams got worse. I mean, the one thing I'm hoping for, Giannis to Toronto, 2020. Masai is trying to make it happen. I don't know. Masai um, making it happen. Yeah, there's pretty much nothing else we haven't already said. They're just gonna, they're definitely gonna take take a step forward because of uh, Mike Budenholzer, um, and the whole. Offensive system that he has uh, had experience with, with in San Antonio and everything. Um, yeah, other than that, they're almost like they're gonna be the same thing to be honest. Like this year in terms of ranking and stuff, just because everyone in the East also got better, so it's kind of like they they pretty much stayed the same. Pretty much, yeah. Moving on to the the sixth seed. We say it's the Washington Wizards, but this can very much so. Change. I know, like either they're like. Third seed or they're like eight seed. God knows. They're nobody knows. God knows. We predict them on 43 to 47 wins. Last season they had a 43 and 39 record. They were eighth in the, in the East. They added Dwight Howard this year on a two-year $11 million contract. This guy already got injured. Holy crap. Um, oh, he did? Yeah, he got injured twice already. He had something with his back and then he got something with his leg or something Jeez, like that. Man. Like, I haven't even paid attention to the Wizards at all. So. This guy got injured already. Holy crap. Um, they also signed Jeff Green uh, from the Cavs on a one-year 2.5 mil contract, which is whatever. We all know what Jeff Green is. He's supposed to be such a, like... If he filled out his potential, this guy could literally be such an amazing player in the league. I mean, the fact like, that he was the second-best player on that Cavs playoff run, like, that's... No, but the problem with his whole career is, like, if he actually banked on his physical, like, gifts and his... Because this guy can still body people. Yeah, he's... At this age, he can still He's very athletic, people. very versatile... So just he's like, like the perfect NBA player, but like it's 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 like this guy. Especially just, for this era, like exactly, he's, perfect, he's perfect NBA player, but like he doesn't. I don't know, man. I don't know what's up with this guy. Jeff Green, and then um they trade for Austin Rivers, who was a pretty good pickup as well. Yeah, uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, they lost Marcin Gortat to Clippers, which they had to get rid of him and John Wall were beefing Thank too much. God. 
Um, and Mike Scott, who also went to the Clippers, who destroyed us in the first round as well. Um, yeah, he's also on the Clippers now. So. Yo, I just hope, like, just the Wizards just stay out of the 7th the, the or 8th seed. Just stay out. Either stay out of the, the playoffs or just stay out of the 7th or 8th seed. It's just, they're so dysfunctional. Like, they can either be, like, a top 4 seed or they can be an 8th seed. Like, nobody ever knows. Cause, and every single season, too, they're always out of, in the beginning of the season, they're like, yo, we're going to be contenders, blah, blah, Bro, blah. Every single Marquee season. Marquis Morris is already saying, oh, you know, we're better than the Celtics. Every single year, man, these guys don't shut up. Marky Morris, these is guys have literally it. never done anything. They keep talking like they're the best team in the East, man. These guys. Speaking never- of Marky Morris, he also said when the Raptors beat him, oh, sometimes the better team didn't win. Like, yeah, yo, bro. there's a reason why you were a seven, you were an eight seed, and we were and the Raptors were number one. Bro, Just you guys reason. barely made it to playoffs too. Like, relax. Exactly, you only had two lucky wins in that series, anyways. Otherwise, like the Raptors probably would have swept you. And then, just and rap, so yo, Austin Rivers is already like, oh, people don't know how special this team can be. We've been, we know the, how special that team can be. Look, we it's know just, the talent. You guys are like literally have dysfunction every single year. The talent is there. I'll give him that. Like John Wall is a great player. Bradley Beal. Good player. Dwight Howard. Austin Rivers. Solid player. Otto Porter. Solid. Exactly. So th- we already know they've had the talent. Just, they just never capitalize They, they never that. do anything with it. Exactly. I mean... Yeah, I mean, this team, like we said, the dysfunctionality is there. But they got better due to the loss of Gortat, who frequently clashed with John Wall anyways. I mean, added Dwight Howard. That pick and roll is going to be deadly if he stays healthy. Uh, as well as, like, you know, Austin Rivers. You know, you mentioned that. Yeah, he, now he'll uh, give some rest to John Wall. John Wall can at least rest because if you remember last year, <laughs> Ty Lawson was coming on the bench. That wasn't pretty for oh Washington. And, uh, yeah, John Wall was... Trying to kill himself. What happened to Ty Lawson? Alcohol. That's that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Um. So he'll provide some rest to John Wall as well, and he'll also be another ball handler on this team. Um. Which was the last. Which was a problem for them last year. Um. Also more depth. Um. Bench issues have been the biggest problem for Washington over the past years. So now that they added Austin Rivers, who can at least give you a good like, twelve to fifteen points maybe. Like five Maybe. assists, Maybe. you know, so uh, decent pickup for them. I mean, um, but yeah, this is pretty much the same team that's being trashed on every single year, and like, no, they fail every single year. Pretty much, like, just watch Stephen A. Smith rant to see how mad this guy gets, bro. Him. He gets mad because it may, it's true, like, you're such a you, you have the talent, you have wall and beer, and you guys talk smack so much. Yeah, why are you like, talking bro? so much? Shit? I mean, like, if you're like really good and you're talking, shit, like, okay, yeah, it's still not likable. But, like, still, at least you you warrant that. But, like, the Wizards, they can be either trash or really good as long as everyone buys in, which most likely will not happen. So the Wizards are going to stay in the mediocre position that they've been in the last four years. And I feel like this season this season is going to shape the future of this team. As if they're less than a sixth seed again, then it's time for a rebuild. One of Wall or Beal has wall to go. Wall is probably going to go. One wall. of them has to go. Wall. That's but the problem with the Wall is too, this guy, he signed a massive contract. Mm. So, yeah, he's super maxed. Yeah. So that's the problem with him too. Because the problem Beal with his career, he's, he's been having, he's had recurring injury problems now for the past few years. And if you remember in the beginning of his career too, he also had some injury problems too. So now with the recurring injuries, um, if you could tell last year, he kind he didn't look the same last year. Maybe that was because he rushed back. But if he looks a step slower this season, it's gonna be a big problem for Washington if they try to trade him because nobody wants a superstar 
that clashes with his teammates that frequently has injury problems and has a huge contract. Wall has a similar personality to that of Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah. It's, so, the same, it's the same problem with Jimmy Butler, too. Who's going to give you a super max contract like that, too? You're going to hit 30. No, no, especially when you're beefing with your teammates. And, like, you know, like, nobody is going to be as intense as you. And this guy did this the same thing in Chicago, too, if you remember. Did you see him in the, Jimmy Butler in the practice? Exactly. He's literally, like. And he did the same thing in Chicago. That's the thing. Bro, he hilarious. had problems in Chicago. I know. But it was hilarious how, like, he told Carl Anthony Towns, man, you ain't going to do shit. I you know. ain't going to do shit. He told the GM. Tell the GM, you fucking need me. Exactly. That was hilarious. Like, I died on that one. I'm like, I know. yo, this guy. Like, that's the problem. Like, Jimmy Butler, John Wall. Like, who's going to, you know, there's, it's just not a good situation it's not. for either of them. I mean, like, the Wizards were being nice for the sixth seed, but who knows at this point. Moving on to the seventh seed, and speaking of Jimmy Butler, this one may actually change considering what happens. Well, no, it's done now. It's done. We don't know. It, it, it trades the, the top seven. Like, they said they died. said the pre the trade talks are pretty much done between Miami. Bro, and Minnesota. we've had so many like reports. No, but Jimmy Butler, they're they're prepared now to Jimmy Butler is coming back. They said he's prepared now to play the season. He wants to play. I just don't know that how is it gonna like Tim are gonna have to trade him eventually. Exactly, but, but they might not. They I don't know. Tibbs might not do it to be honest. I don't know why. You know, if you want to know how much of a shitty GM Tibbs is, check out last episode. Mm-hmm. I go I, I go on a rant about that one. But yeah, the reason why the Miami Heat are a little bit interesting, we were right now putting them at a 7th seed. Projected wins, 41, <coughs> 46 wins, anywhere between there. Last season, they had a record of 44 and 38, and they were 6th in the East. They're literally the exact same team. That's the that's the interesting thing yeah. about them. They're they re-signed Wayne much, Ellington. They, that, literally the Dwayne exact Lee, same team. Udonis Haslam came back. That's pretty much it. They didn't add anybody. Exactly. But, I mean, like, the Heat, they're a weird team to me. Like, you know, they have solid players in Gordon Dragic, Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, Deion Waiters, and Bam Adebayo. But they just can't seem to generate any consistency in their roster. And they have no main creator, which is why I'm really interested if they can get their hands on Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy Butler gives them... It fits their whole defense. Well, I mean, shot creator for themselves. They have creators in, like, Gordon Dragic and all of them, but, like, not... Exactly. Yeah, you not. can't, like, give the ball to, like, Josh Richardson and be like, okay, here, get your own shot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he can't do that. But, like, you get you get a guy like Jimmy Butler who not <laughs> only fits their defensive culture, but also, like, you know... And, yeah, is if you creator. remember, that was the main problem in the playoffs because D-Wade had to, like, be their shot creator for them. Surprisingly, he was still really good at it. I, I wasn't surprised at that because it's still doing Wade. Uh, he can still do work. But the problem was, if D-Wade at this age is your main shot creator, you have a That's big a problem. problem. You have a big problem, right? And that was the main problem in the playoffs, because nobody outside of D-Wade could create their own shot. Exactly. Goran Dragic can do a little bit, but he's not He's not offensively. Dragic is also getting older. Like, he's like exactly. past 30 now. And Dragic isn't, like, that offensively gifted. No, either. he's not. He, I mean, he's just crafty as hell. Uh, have you even seen, like, how he, like, uh, apparently, was it, like, a ref or something that always says, like, Dragic always, like, has a way to push off? I know. He he's crafty. Off. He's a crafty player, no. but he's not. You need, in the NBA, you need offensively gifted exactly. players to lead you. And D-Wade can't do that anymore. Exactly. Like, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. It's like... They have a solid defense. The Heat have had a solid defensive core. They just don't have a good offense. And, you know, I just feel like... They're scoring, like, what, 90-something points, like, every single game. Something like that, man. I mean, but, like, it's Dwayne Wade's last season, so this is going to be a fun year. You know, we got to give Dwayne Wade the proper send-off, so... You know. In my opinion, honestly, send-offs are stupid. I hate that. I hate. I hate send-offs. It depends on the player. I mean, I Kobe, like, he deserved it. Dwayne I, Wade, even I feel even like if they it. deserve it, I, I, I no. For very like few, for few players, I will give it to them. It's just I don't like know. 
Even LeBron's my favorite player. I would, I, I wouldn't even. I don't even. Well, he doesn't need like a send off because he's been so like adored by everybody. Okay, so. but then you could say the same thing about Kobe too. Yeah, but Kobe, he did it Kobe's way. Yeah, okay, but like LeBron too. When he retires, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't really care about a send off to be honest. I think it just takes away from like the whole thing. It just becomes like a media circus. It just becomes all oh like. This player's retiring. Uh, but even Dwayne Wade, it's not as like overly hyped like Kobe's was. Like it's more like this Kobe's is my last was hyped because it was Hollywood, man. That's why. Yeah, and it's, the Lakers weren't gonna make the playoffs anyway, so exactly. Like the Heat are in contention, like mm-hmm. at least for the playoffs. So I like to be honest. I can understand you saying um, before the season that it's gonna be your last, but like Tim Duncan's way was like I like I like Tim Duncan's way more. Well, he's just he's quiet. That's just his nature. Yeah, I know, but like when LeBron retires, he's obviously gonna have like send off tour. But like, still, I don't, I don't know, I don't like the concept of like farewell tours. It becomes too like, I don't know, man. It just gives me a, it, it becomes too much of a distraction to games and stuff. You know, and it, be, it becomes like the main storyline instead of like, you know, like when Kobe, like when LA was facing like good teams and stuff, it would just be like about all Kobe and stuff. Like, bro, relax. This guy's playing like. This guy's making, like, two shots a game. He's not getting... Yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, Dwayne Wade's last season, I mean, I'm still hyped for it. I'm still gonna... Like, he's still first ballot Hall of Famer, for yeah, sure, so... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um... Dion Waiters is coming back this year, too, which is gonna be a very good addition for them. We're speaking of shot creators, um... They really need him back. Uh, last season, uh... He was pretty much injured. Towards Achilles. Yeah, he was injured. Was it, and then it was either Achilles or ACL, Even when he played, I think Achilles. he played like a few games last year. He still looked like he didn't look good at no. all. So I think hopefully maybe now coming back. But the problem with Deion Waiters, he's always been like an ins- inconsistent kind of guy. So I don't know about that. Um, yeah, so they're full of defensive players and wing depth. They all play hard under Eric Spolstra and um, Pat Riley. Uh, Dragic and Whiteside could be a lethal pick and roll. It is a lethal pick and roll, but... It should it be. Didn't, it didn't work out last year, though. No. Was white side. Whiteside kept crying. Whiteside, whiteside was a mess last year, man. Um, yeah, they, they don't have any bucket getters besides Wade, who's like 90. And then they have full of bad contracts like Tyler Johnson's, which the Heat are trying to move after they stole him from Brooklyn Nets. Literally, you just saved the Brooklyn Nets from themselves. Yeah, pretty much. I, w- I did not expect something like that from Pat Riley. Even when they si- re-signed Tyler Johnson, I was so surprised that pa- Pat Riley of all Why people... Why he still ends up in Brooklyn anyways? Just like Alan Crabb? Honestly, he might, he might. Why he, he might. still ends up in Brooklyn? He might, be honest. Yeah, so they're trying to trade like Tyler Johnson's contract. They're apparently trying to move uh, Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters if they can, but I don't even know if anybody wants to take those contracts and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Moving on, uh, Brooklyn Nets, we have them... Actually, this is where we, we deferred a little bit for the 8th seed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I say 8th seed is going to be the Brooklyn Nets. I'm a believer this year. I, I, like- I just thought they wouldn't be, they would be on the outs. We had our 8th seed switched up. So, you have uh, Detroit as your ninth seed. I have Brooklyn as my ninth seed. Yeah. I just didn't think Brooklyn would be good enough this year. Um, I thought they would just miss the cut, like, barely. Because I think all the other teams that are in the playoffs right now, well, in the playoffs in our predictions, would be better than... Brooklyn. Yeah. Not that Brooklyn's bad, but like, I'm just believing in them just because I like what they're doing and I feel like they're heading in the right direction. Sean Marks is amazing. I he's think a, Sean Marks is he did a great best. job. I am gonna say that he took the team from literally like like garbage. Doom garbage. Doom and gloom 
to like actually having a, a good potential. Respectable. You know they have room for two max contracts next season. Exactly. Next well, season. well, they're not gonna. Nobody's gonna go there. Jimmy but Butler still. is that he's the Brooklyn. Okay, nobody, the nobody's gonna go. Nobody's gonna go Brooklyn. Let's be two max. That contracts. was that was the New Jersey Nets. If you remember every single year too, they're like, oh, we have contracts for like two max players. We're gonna get LeBron and like Melo and stuff. But and I feel like I feel like the Nets are a little bit different now. They've reestablished their stuff themselves. Yeah. But either way, I mean, la- I'm predicting them to, like, to have like 38 to 43 wins. Last season, they were at 28 and 54, 12th in the East. Some of their key moves Ed Davis, great pickup on a one year, $4.4 million contract. Which Portland players were not happy about. So that shows what kind of a player Ed Davis is. He's a good is. player. Jared Dudley, they traded for him. Solid player, solid veteran. The guy got broke by Kawhi Leonard, bro. Yes, he did. Jokes. Yes, he did. Shabazz Napier, solid player. Two years, $4 million contract. Again, I don't know why Portland let him go. And they re-signed Joe Harris to a two-year, $60 million contract. Who Who's was played good for them, yeah. He's a good shooter. Um, They lost Dante Cunningham to the Spurs, which was... Uh, like he, I, I like Dante Cunningham as a player. He's, uh, he's like a 3D player. Uh, Jeremy Lin, they traded him to Hawks, which... I mean, he didn't even play last season, so it's he's not injured. like... We didn't see anything what like he could do with um, Brooklyn. They also, uh, Julio Okafor went to Pelicans, which he didn't even play in Brooklyn, and uh, Nick Stauskas went to Portland as well. I mean, the Nets, they arguably had one of the most surprising years in their franchise's history, as they just weren't terrible. They were solid with D'Angelo Russell, showing that he can lead teams to a team D'Angelo to win. D'Angelo Russell didn't even play, like, half. No, but when he was playing, he was pretty solid. He was solid, but even they went, like, I feel like, I feel, honestly, that's what I'm going to defer for. On you about I watched a lot of Brooklyn I, I low-key like Watched some Brooklyn Games last season I I honestly feel like When D- D'Angelo Russell Came back They took a step back Well he was what, coming off Of an injury And they were used to Dinwiddie. Playing with Spencer Dinwiddie But with his, emer- his With his emergence Like I feel like The Nets are gonna have Another big year Where they could slide Into the open 8 spot Because it is open Right now like I don't, I can't see anyone definitively taking the eight seed right now, unless the Wizards are just that terrible. But the team they got better on defense with Ed Davis. They got more shooting with Napier and Joe Harris. And overall, the team they're gonna have a lot of internal improvements. Not to mention the cap flexibility of this team going forward puts them in a prime position to contend in the in the weekend Eastern Conference. And this year, I'm gonna hop on the Nets bandwagon. I mean. I'm gonna say they're gonna make the playoffs this year if they're healthy, and you know we're gonna see. But I'm I'm hoping. Yeah. So instead of Brooklyn, I put uh, Detroit. Um, I put the pretty much the same win total as Brooklyn, thirty-eight and forty-three wins. I feel like it's gonna be like a few games of a difference between one or two. Yeah, Detroit and Brooklyn. Um, so last year they had a thirty-nine forty-three record, which was also ninth in the East. Um, so some key offseason moves for them. They signed Zaza Pachulia, waste of uh, space. <laughs> They signed him to a one-year, two point five mil contract. Um, they also signed Glenn Robinson the third to a two-year, four mil contract. Uh, second year is a team option, so they can get rid of that second uh, second year. Um, he's a decent, you know, whatever. It was okay. Um, they lost Anthony Tolliver on a one-year, five uh, five point seven five million contract. He went to a, where did he go again? Anthony Tolliver Timberwolves. Oh yeah, he went to. Wait, he went back to Timberwolves. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I think that was a pretty big loss for them. Um, he was one of their main floor spacers, which they needed um, with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Um, Detroit, I'm saying Detroit's going to make the playoffs because they almost made the playoffs last year, and they were the ninth seed with less than half a season of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin came at the trade deadline, 
And if you remember those first three games, they won. So I think like five, but whatever, whatever. They won a five game winning streak until the rap slapped them up, and then yeah, yeah we were at that game. I know. And then the f- thing is, I I have to put Detroit in because of that. Simply for the fact that now you have a full season of Blake Griffin, even though he's probably not gonna play. But like I disagree a because the thing with Blake Griffin is he just doesn't fit with Andre Drummond. Like th- this team has no structure. Like yes, they have Dwayne Casey, that's a good start. But overall, this team has like no working pieces that could that fit well together. And that's okay, only Brooklyn but that's has. What, that's I'm saying though for eight seed. If you okay, listen, NBA is a talent driven league. If anything, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are both talented. No, they're talented. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not. not I'm not saying that they have great fitting pieces around them, but they have Dwayne Casey now, who has experience taking a garbage team to Eastern Conference Finals. So, if anything, he's gonna you know upgrade them for sure. He's gonna make them a better defensive team. And his main thing is for the Raptors at least development, which. If anything, he can develop, hopefully, guys like Stanley Johnson. He can develop them to become better players. He's speaking, Dwayne Casey's speaking very highly of Johnson, so... Yeah, know. if anything, they have Dwayne Casey now. Um, I think just based off of that, you have to. I, I have to upgrade them a bit. And plus, if anything, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are still two, well, former All-Stars at least, who have a lot of talent. And I think that's good enough to get you into the eighth seed. I don't know, man. Like, I... I like the Pistons. I like the move of getting Dwayne Casey. I just don't have faith in them that they are going to be any better because the overall roster construction just isn't good. Like it's not instilling me with confidence that like this team is going to be better than they were. Okay, last well year. they don't have SVG as president now, so they can at least make some roster changes. Hey, and I- that's the that's the thing with Dwayne Casey. He's good at internal improvement. So I think as you see as the season progresses, they're going to be better and better each year. I mean, each uh, game. Like, I'm not rooting against them, but, like, I also... I just don't see how they're going to do it. And I can, like, I can see him... Dwayne Casey works the magic. I can see him making Andre Drummond's, like, defense better. Um, I and think Drummond's shooting more threes now, so... And, like, he's trying to implement the whole uh, using Blake Griffin as your first um, passing option. So, I mean, if, if they can figure that out, Blake Griffin's one of the best passers in the NBA. So if you can figure out how to do that from the power forward position, um, and make the two way two big man game like a good combo, I think I think that has to be enough to at least slide you into eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that's I, that's what I'm saying. I think Brooklyn is gonna be like right after Detroit. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a neck and neck race between these two teams. I mean, I'm leaning more towards Brooklyn right now just because they have a more consistent and more coherent. Uh, Roster construction, but again, we'll see. We'll see what Dwayne and Casey Dwayne does. Casey brings that like winning environment with him. Yeah. That's the that's the one of the first things Andre Drummond said. And too. he's motivated, so yeah. Dwayne Casey's motivated after being let go by the Raps. So we'll see. This I'm, guy still lives in his house is still in Toronto, right? Dwayne Casey. Yeah, I think his kids still go to school. Yeah, there. yeah. I think it, it wouldn't it's make super sense. close. It, yeah, though. It's a four-hour Detroit, drive. Yeah, pretty much. It's a four-hour drive. Yeah. You no, know, we should go to a game in Detroit. Honest. Yeah, you know, like it's cheaper. Uh, it's actually, cheaper tickets too. You know? Bro, you guys just made me blow money on my freaking LA game. Right? Yo, okay, but it's it's an LA game, <laughs> all right. And it was not my idea. It was it was uh, we you know whose idea it was, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, be grateful. You go to your Laker game. All right, man. So moving on, ten seed. We feel like it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, what a fall from grace. 
They were projected on anywhere between 33 to 38 wins. Last season, they were 50 and 32. They were fourth in the Eastern Conference. They re-signed Rodney Hood on a one-year, three-mil contract. Um, I mean, well, it's Rodney Hood. He's still a pretty good player. No, that's the thing I'm saying. On Rodney Hood's perspective, why would you re-signing Cleveland? Well, because I don't, I don't think he had many other offers. To be honest, no, he, he waited, wanted a bigger deal. He waited so even if he won a bigger deal, I don't think he even had any much of like because of that playoff offer. series. That whole. That, no, that whole like season in general after he left Utah, it was just it wasn't good Weird. for him. Um, yeah, and then they also trade for Sam Decker, who broke Jason Tatum's ankles. That was jokes. Um, Colin Sexton was their eighth pick. Um, they're he that's, looks good. You know, he lo- he's looking good for them. He might be the next big thing for them. Channing Frye returns on one year, two point five mil contract. Uh, David Nwaba on a one year, two point five mil contract Ooh. as well. David Nwaba, I like. I don't know. He's a pretty decent player to me. Um, and they, the they they did um, that four year one twenty mil extension for Kevin Love, which, which I am. Still we we already talked about it in the first episode. So if you want to, see I am it, check still it out. confused. Why would you give Kevin Love a hundred and twenty million dollars when you could have traded his contract? I know, and he's expiring. Oh, exactly. Oh my god. And their key offseason losses, Daniel, of course. You're an idiot. Yeah, they they lost LeBron to Lakers, of course. Uh, Jeff Green, who went to Wizards, and uh, Jose Calderon. Uh, he went to Pistons. Reunite with Dwayne Casey. <laughs> huh. Yeah, but, like, to be honest, it's just Kevin Love isn't good enough by himself to lead this team. Colin Sexton, I think, will give them some uh, He's gonna good look production. Good. He's going to look good. But, yeah, I think I think just everyone in the East also got better, too. Um, I don't think, like, I don't think, especially with the loss of LeBron trying to just, like, make a team on the fly, like, this quick after LeBron left. You can't really make a decent no. team around that. Um, just randomly making a team around Kevin Love now. It's not gonna... I mean, the Cavs would be lower. They're just lucky the rest of the East is actually garbage, so... And, like, they, they still have Kevin Love, which... He'll give you a good, like... good. I'm still waiting for that day when Dan Gilbert realizes that, oh, I messed up. Let me trade Kevin Love now. And, oh, wait, nobody can afford to take him. Well, Dan Gilbert, we already said before, he's one of the worst the owners. Like, why? Yeah. So, we got Kev- uh, Cleveland... At 10 after what they finished... What did they finish with last year? Fourth. fourth yeah, after they finished fourth with LeBron. So now they're going to go from the finals. They technically could have been the third seed, but you know LeBron. He wanted to play I the I know, this guy round. tanked for he us He wanted to the play the rounds in the second round. Get yeah, that easy so sweep. now they're going to be from... They're literally going to go from the finals to out of the playoffs. Pretty honest. much, yeah. Real quick. Um. Yeah. Next up, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, we got them at 32 and 37 wins. I am tired of the Hornets not being good. Like, they, you have such a good player in Kemba. Michael Jordan, to be honest. Like, like why can't you be a good Hornets. executive, Michael? You're such a good player. If anyone should know talent, it should be you. Well, okay, if you think about good players and stuff, never turn out to be good coaches and executives. Bad players always turn out to be good, like, uh, coaches and executives. <laughs> if you realize, like, literally every... It's because the good players always want... always They don't know how it feels to be, like, garbage. Shit. So they don't know how to talent, like, evaluate, like... Because, what, like, 1% of the league is, like, actually amazing. The yeah. rest of it's decent. You know, so they can't evaluate, like, decent players like that because they've never been that. So they don't know how to do it. Bad players, they always, the reason they, they were, they know how to talent and value it because they've been looking, they've been at that level as well as they've, they probably listen to, like, take more from the coaches than the good players do. Be honest. So, like, if you notice, like, that's, that's pretty much the trend. Either um. Way, yeah. Man. So we got them at thirty-two to thirty-seven wins last year. They had thirty-six and uh, forty-six record. They were tenth in the uh, East as well. 
Their key offseason acquisition. I mean, Tony Parker on a two-year, ten million dollars contract. I don't, I and don't he looks know. weird in that uniform. I don't know. That was that was a weird pickup. Very I don't know why. Miles Bridges, who's looked good in the preseason. Bro, this man's throwing on some nice dunks. I know he's he's looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, and they also added Bismack Biombo. They brought him back too, which was uh, whatever. You know, they trade him. Um, they lost Dwight Howard to Wizards, which apparently some people in the Hornets locker room hated him. But like, I don't know. Kemba said he liked him. But, like, yeah, Dwight Howard was literally your second best player, so now they're going to be even worse without Dwight Howard. Pretty much. And, like, That's pretty much like this is going to be the season, I think, where Kemba's finally going to be traded. Because, like, at this point, like, this is just embarrassing. Honestly. Like, you have the Jordan logo on your, your jerseys, and yet you guys are that trash. Like, yeah. So, pretty much, yeah. Just Charlotte. It's just a depressing team. It is, know? man. It's not even like, yeah. Get Kemba out of there. He does. He deserves better. He's good. too good to be yeah. that. We got the Knicks at 12th seed at uh, 20. And they would have been my playoff team, but well, Chris if Kristaps was yeah. wasn't it wasn't hurt. La- I don't even think they would make the playoffs even with Kristaps. No, like, I felt no, like I don't. They, I don't think they, they would have at done. least. Uh, the last year they had twenty nine and fifty three record, which was eleventh in the East. Sorry, uh, my bad. Yeah, so they all they signed uh, Mario Hisonia on a one year six point five mil contract. I think that was a good pickup. You know, he can develop more. He's, he's uh, with, he looked good near the end of the season last yeah. last year. I think he started to figure out last year. Like he started to figure out like how he can play make more and like use utilize his size. It's just he's another good like European wing who who plays like the European stuff. Pretty much, yeah. And um yeah, and with more touches in the Knicks, I think he can be a pretty decent player for them. Um yeah, they also added Noah Vonley on a one year one point six mil contract, another energy guy who can get some boards for you. Um play a little bit gritty. And they drafted Kevin Knox with the ninth pick who's been looking really good. Same with Mitchell Robinson. He looks that was really a steal, good. Forty sixth pick. Thirty six. Th- pick, my bad. But he looks really yeah, good. They right both now. they both look really good. Um and they lost Kylo Quinn to a Pacers. That's, which, a, that's a pretty big loss. That's a pretty big loss, but like it doesn't matter for them. I mean like he was more like the locker room him. guy. Yeah. But They're I think Kyle Quinn himself was just tired of losing and just tired uh, of that situation. Yeah, Michael Beasley to the Lakers, which was pretty much like automatic. They weren't like going to bring point. back Beasley anyways. Yeah. And Jared Jack to Pelicans, which, uh, like, to be honest, like, this team, nobody cares because they're all, they're, we know they're trying to tank anyway. Like, the so. Knicks would have been more interesting if Chris Stapps was healthy, but the one thing is the Knicks do have their draft picks and they have David Fisdale as their coach, so yeah, things so are looking better. They're pretty. Kristaps might not even play this season. We all know they're going to try to tank for that number one pick. So, but like Fizdale no, might just, be able to instill a culture. So hopefully things are looking better for the Knicks. It's just it's just a throwaway. You're pretty. This much. is a throwaway. Moving on to the thirteenth seed, we feel like it's going to be the Chicago Bulls. We're projecting about twenty eight to thirty five wins. Last season they were twenty seven fifty five. They were thirteenth in the East. They added Jabari Parker on a two year forty million dollar contract. Well, who cares? I mean, yeah, they, they brought him back home. It's not big deal. Another guy who can score some buckets for them. Pretty much. They dropped the Wendell Carter Jr. with the seventh pick. He looks pretty good. I like him, yeah. Yeah, and they lost Jerry and Grant to the Magics, which I don't really care. Noah Vonley, he went to the Knicks. I didn't even know he was on the Bulls, like, until you he, you pointed it out to me. And David Nwaba, no- he went to the Cavs. Yeah. So, it's just, the Bulls. Uh, Fire guard packs, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, the Bulls, they, they have no direction. Actually, no. I like, mean, look, they, they do have direction. They're, like, decent. I like Chris Dunn. Levine's okay. I feel like you just overpaid. They they, um, they have... Guard packs actually didn't even do a bad job last season still. They're but just guard I packs. I think it's just... Yeah, it's just, just guard gone. packs, bro. Just get them get get away. Much. Please. Now, moving on. 14 seed. Orlando Magic. 25 to 30 wins for projecting. Last season, they were 25 and 57. 14th in the East. 
Um, they re-signed Aaron Gordon to a four-year, four eighty million dollar contract, which they pretty much had to do to keep him. Like yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They added Jaren Grant, um, Timothy Mozgov, uh, Mo Bamba. They drafted him with the sixth pick. He's already beefing with Joel Embiid though. Uh, but yo, he looks pretty good too. He looks, he, good. He looks good, man. If he can that be three point shot, looks he nice. Can, if he can be a Rudy Gobert with like a three point shot, you know. Bro, his three point stroke, it looks nice. Like his his form is nice. Rudy Gobert with the three point shot, bro. That is bro, nasty. Crazy. That's crazy. That is nasty. That's actually crazy. That is crazy. Um, yeah, and they traded uh Bismack to the Hornets, which they had to do. They had a logjam at center. They still have to trade Nikola Vucevic, which might happen this season, to be honest, because they still have um. I don't know who's gonna take Vucevic at this point because he's just his game doesn't fit. I know, but like at least okay, he can at least play like you know that Greg Monroe JV role. Off but the that's bench. the thing. Like he's one of those guys that he's like he hasn't changed his body and stuff so he hasn't like adapted himself yet so. okay but that's what i'm saying you can play like that greg monroe jv role off the bench game no over. i can even put jv in that conversation okay jv's adapted okay, greg okay, monroe but there's still there's still it's kind of like the same you know what i'm trying to say i get what you're trying to say like you know just give you a good like 15 20 saying, minutes why, why are you dissing jv but okay i'm like, saying why are you hating on jv okay he looks whatever. good okay and, like, give you, like, good 15, 20 minutes, give you some buckets, you know. It's the like, magic. Why, why? Nikola Vucevic is a pretty good offensive center. Yeah, he's pretty And, good. you know, but, like, can't play defense. That's it's the freaking Orlando magic. I mean, uh, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Um, they lost Mario Hazonia to the Knicks. I mean, well, he are didn't they really going to miss him? Return there, yeah, are they really going to miss him? Probably not. And finally, for the 15th seed last year in the East, um, we're predicting the Atlanta Hawks were 25 to 30 wins last season. They had a 24 and 58 record, which was also 15th in the East. Keep being consistent. Yep. They had to trade Young with the fifth pick. Yo, you see his game winner though. That's crazy. That's, that was insane, man. Bro, the fact that like he like he, he just pulled up. He man. took his time, and then like. And, and then he had like pulled it. how many seconds on the clock? At least a good four seconds. He could have took a step in. Nah, this guy's like not thirty it. feet from the like, logo. Nope. He's standing on the freaking logo, and he's I shooting. know he pulled it, man. Oh man, he pulled a step on that one. Yeah, that's crazy. So they added, uh, they drafted him. Um, so he has like high potential as well. They also uh, added Jeremy Lin, who can help uh, develop Trey Young as well, help him teach him teach the ways of the NBA. Um, you know, that's a good pickup for yeah, them Yeah, I well. mean, veteran presence. Justin Anderson, they got from Philly, a decent, you know, defender on on the wing. Doesn't have much of an offensive game, but still, like, you know, a decent player. Uh, Kevin Huerter, or whatever his name Kevin is. Kevin Herter, yeah, whatever 19th his pick. Name. Um, he, he look, he's a shooter. He looks pretty good. That's that's supposed to be their uh, Clay Thompson to Steph oh. Curry tree. <laughs> that's li- but I get, I, I'll give them credit. They're trying to model, you know, the same team I'm after worried. Golden State. Um... But just please, just don't pull up Vivek Ranadive. Just don't say like, oh, he's the next Buddy Hield, man. Buddy Hield's oh the next Steph Curry. Holy. Oh. This guy literally won't tra- take anything from Buddy Hield because he's like, yo, next Steph Curry, next Steph Curry. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, VC also there. Vince Carter. Why thing. couldn't he just come back to Toronto? I don't even care. Honestly, even if he went to Golden State, I would still be happy for him. No, I, no, that, no. I, I, I want him to no. get a ring, to be honest. I don't care. Like, he's 41 years old. Not Golden State. Okay, I don't care. Not well, State. the only team that would have won a ring is Golden State. So, at this point, I want him to win a ring. You know what? I just, else personally, I just want to see him back in the Raptors uniform because Greg Monroe should not be wearing I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. Why is he wearing 15? Why can't he retire this shit? I don't know. But, like, yeah. I, I feel like I feel that. like VC's probably just going to do it one day with the Raptors and just retire like that. And then, He's, like, and, worth 42. Yeah. Um, and then they also added uh, Alex Land on a two-year 8.5 mil contract, which, I mean, if he can actually develop his game, like, he's he won't be bad. But, like, it's just... In Phoenix, it was just a whole mess. He, he hated Tim it. Him and Tyson Chandler. Just yeah, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. 
Um, they lost Mike Muscala for, to Philly. Mike Muscala was still a big part of the rotation, but like yeah. Atlanta's trying to tank anyways, it's whatever. And then Dennis, and Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, yeah. They they had all that confidence to trade away Jeff Teague and stuff. They're like Dennis Schroeder's the next big thing. Two years and later, and now you traded him. Two years later, this guy's like, yo, I don't want to be here anymore. They're like, okay, we're out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the Hawks, they're just not good. They're tanking. We already know. 15 seed. That's pretty much what they want. They want to get that number one pick. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, that was the 2018-2019 Eastern Conference. Let us know what you guys think. If you guys agree with us, disagree with us. You guys think we're a piece of shit, let us know. Follow right. us on our social medias. Be uh, with us on social media. Exactly, fam. If you want to, we're always, we're always ready for that shit. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at up and under pod. That's the letter N, not an N. So up N, letter N, po- under pod. Follow us there for all the latest updates, whenever we post, whenever we just want to give you guys a reaction on news when they come. So just follow us there. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and all the various channels. We're on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, Audio Boom, Spotify, and all the other podcasting platforms. So definitely check us out. Uh, subscribe there. Also, leave, leave us a like there if you guys enjoyed the show. And, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Take Easy. care.